Type Network presents The views and opinions expressed in the Pisada Tales are solely those of the individuals involved and do not represent those of the people, institutions, or organizations that they may or may not be associated with professionally or personally unless explicitly stated. Any content provided by the host and guests are of their own knowledge and opinion and do not intend to malign any religion, ethnic group, club, organization, company, or individual. Through education, you can also better yourselves in other ways. You learn how to learn, how to think critically and find solutions to unexpected challenges. Education also teaches you the value of discipline. You can learn how to be a better human being. Welcome, welcome, welcome to another episode of the Pizarre Tales. I am Jay Mistrelia, or Sir Jay, as my students call me. And this podcast is all about my thoughts and experiences as a young millennial teacher. We are back from a one-week break, from the Holy Week break. Uh, thank you very much for listening, whether you're listening through Anchor, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts, we appreciate you joining us this week. And as always, the Pizarre Tales is part of the Filipinas Indie Podcast and Entertainment Network, or Pipe Network for short. Well, you can check out all the other amazing podcasts from the Pipe Network, as well as other amazing content. Uh, just follow them on their, sh- on their socials that I will link in the description of this episode and also in case you missed it we also have a facebook group it's called the teacher's lounge by the pizarre tales where you can just hang out uh, interact with others discuss uh, things about education and learning and all that you could check out the teacher's lounge by the pizarre tales it's on facebook it's also going to be in the link in the description and yeah, we like I said, we are back from uh, our Holy Week break. I hope you guys are keeping safe. Uh, it's been pretty crazy uh, in the past few weeks, and uh, it's going. It's only going to get crazier. Uh, but you know, I hope that this episode will, uh, you know, entertain you and maybe inform you. Uh, hopefully, inform you and you know, get to learn something new uh, this week. Now. Uh, about this week's episode, uh, it's something that is a bit close to my heart. I mean, back then, before I started this podcast, I never thought of myself being a content creator. Alam naman natin yung mga content creators, uh, well, the most common, at least here in the Philippines, would be uh, vlogs, vlogging, right? Siyempre, there was a time na nausin mga pagbablog and, you know, all of these uh, different uh, personalities. Uh, and you, actually, hindi mo kailangan maging sikat. You don't have to be famous. You don't have to be a celebrity uh, to create your own vlog. I mean, it's easily, uh, you can easily uh, produce one and then upload it on YouTube and then that's it. And, you know, Back then, when I started you know, watching different vlogs and all that, I thought to myself, I wasn't, I wasn't sure if I was going to be one. <laughs> I didn't see myself as being a vlogger or a streamer. Uh, if ever I was going to get into content creation, podcasting would be it. And well, here I am now. Uh, but yeah, at the time, I was really averse to the idea that I could be a content creator. For one thing, I'm not good at editing videos. I can do basic videos, but I'm not really good at, you know, with all the graphics and, you know, and all that. Uh, and it's just really time consuming. And uh, it didn't, it took a while for me to sing. Uh, it took a while for me to 
to have the idea sink in that I'm actually a content creator. I've done this is now like the 37th episode of the Pissarre Tales, and I cannot believe I've done like 37 episodes and probably like two uh, small, uh, like two extra episodes, and then you know, all these other guestings and all that. You know, it took me a while to sink in. Uh, oh, yeah. Content creator din pala ako. And it is work. Uh, I'm not gonna lie to you. It's not easy work. Of course, anyone who's ever made a vlog or a podcast knows that it's not easy. Well, it is easy for us because now we've been doing it for so, for quite a while. Not really for so long, but for quite a while. Uh, but at the start, it's not really easy. Right? Uh, it takes a lot of effort. Uh, there's a lot of, um, you know, creativity that uh, needs to be harnessed when you're creating content. Because, of course, you're thinking about, is this going to be something na magugustuhan ng tao? Papakinggan ba to? Papanoorin ba to? And all that. Right? So, when I started The Pissarre Tales, I thought, you know, thought long and hard about what I'm going to talk about. Because I know that I wanted to talk. Right? Uh, you know, in the early episodes, I mentioned that I use this as an outlet, as a creative outlet, uh, just to talk. I'm an extrovert, and the lockdown has been killing me because it's hard to just be contained. And I wanted to talk. Right? I wanted to make cuento. Wow. Yeah, I wanted to like share stories and talk about things. And yeah, when I thought about uh, starting TPT, I thought to myself, what can I talk about for like multiple episodes? And I thought education, because that is where the field that I'm in. And I know that it's kind of like bringing work into my creative outlet. But I mean, I like talking about it because it's really interesting how I get to learn more, learn new things about the field that I'm in, right? I mean, that's what teachers ought to do. They ought to continuously uh, learn more and evolve and, you know, just be better and know more things, right? And so I said, yeah, okay, I'm going to talk about education. I made an outline. I tried to make like multiple episodes to start with and all that, right? And now that I'm more than 30, almost 40 episodes in, I'm still in the process of what can I talk about next? What else can I talk about, right? And then I came across this article, which we'll discuss in a bit right? uh, later on in the episode. But I came across this article about academics being content creators right and you know one observation that we have you know now that everyone is online right including classes classes are being done online of course there are module based uh, classes here in the philippines but uh, for those who uh, are fortunate enough to have you know good internet connection or at least you know uh, decent internet connection online is the way to go Right, so online classes, and because of this necessity for online classes, there are a lot of teachers who have started to create their own content. There are a lot of teachers who have started to uh, produce vlogs, right, or you know, do a lot of uh, well, mostly vlogs actually, and you know, all these uh, educational videos, which are great, right? But that's going to be our main topic: academics as content creators. Right, it's an interesting topic because you know, first of all, I'm in it. I'm one of them. I'm creating content. I'm a teacher, um, and of course, if you go through YouTube and just try to search for, you know, a topic in class, say you know volcanoes or say um, social uh, social studies, let's say the history of the Philippines or whatever, more often than not, you'll see a video that was created by a teacher, right? And you know. 
there are varying degrees of you know quality of course uh, but yeah that's what we're going to talk about this week in terms of why are teachers doing this why are why we're take a look at, uh, at you know should we be doing this right is it really beneficial and all that right so yeah uh, i hope you guys will join us for this week's discussion on that now you know online classes like i mentioned they have forced us teachers to be more creative in the way we deliver lessons, right? Back in the day, <laughs> back when we were still in face-to-face classes, right? Uh, generally, we would use the blackboard or, you know, for, you know, for more old school people, uh, but, you know, we would use vanilla paper or, you know, in more recent years, of course, the use of PowerPoints and all that, right? That's what we usually do back in the day but now right because everything is online we now have technology uh in our fingertips right we have been forced to be more creative because there are techniques back in face-to-face classes that we cannot really employ now right so we need to find a way to deliver our lessons help our students understand those lessons right while being socially distant right and so some of these examples would be the use of interactives when we say interactives um you know, these are online manipulatives. These are things that, you know, those mini games and, you know, flash applications. Well, flash is no longer, is no longer uh, in service. But if you're, if you've ever played, you know, game, flash games, right? There are interactives that, um, educational that are flash based, right? So, you know, Adobe Flash, if, uh, if I'm not mistaken. So those are the online manipulatives that we tend to seek. So that students, even if they, they're not in a laboratory, even if they're not in the classroom, they're able to visualize or to uh, contextualize, to concretize the idea of something that is maybe abstract to them, right? So, you know, I, uh, I use this all the time, especially in my science classes. I try, tend to look for things that they could play around with, like mini games or not necessarily mini games, but just online manipulatives, right? So that's what we call interactives, right? And of course, there is the use of educational content. This could range from, you know, textbooks to modules to uh, educational videos to even podcasts and all that. And some of the forms of content, uh, those interactives and educational content that I mentioned, right? They're actually made by teachers, right? And there are a lot of different uh, ways as the teachers can create content, right? So let's take a look at some. The most basic, of course, that you will you'll end up seeing as well in your Google search when you try to search for a topic is the use of um, presentations, right? You have your PowerPoint presentations, your Google Slides, right? Your keynotes, uh, Prezi. If anyone remembers Prezi, I'm not sure if they're still in use, but back when I was a student, you know, I was really interested at how my teachers, some of my teachers would use Prezi. It's kind of like this, uh, you know, presentation based that. Uh, how do I describe it? Besides, transitions. You could go from one place to another, right? It was really a creative way of, um, you know, displaying content, right? So that's the most basic form of content creation, right? Uh, there are also other learning materials, of course, like I said, modules, worksheets, and all that. That is actually uh, content creation in itself. And, you know, if you've ever tried to look for a sample quiz or whatever, right, more often than not, you would see this website 
It's called teacherspaidteachers.com. This is not an ad, by the way, <laughs> right? But uh, it's something that I often see whenever I try to look for, you know, sample questions or sample quizzes. Uh, you get to check out teachers teacherspaidteachers.com. It's actually a website wherein teachers can upload their content and sell them. Right, so some they would upload it for free, of course, but there are some who would uh, opt to sell them for you know a few dollars, just a little extra income, right? At the same time, getting to share you know their expertise and all that. So that's a form of content creation. Now, another form of content creation that is not really as common here, but is more common in America, of course, podcasting. And I've done a whole episode on educational podcasting. I believe that's episode 20 right educational podcasting uh you know you should really check it out i talk about you know different points right as to how teachers can employ podcasting in you know creating their lessons and all that right and another well at least here in the philippines the most common would be two ways uh two types of content right you have content that is created in youtube Right, so these are your educational videos, vlogs, and all that, right? And another one that recently, recently came about, right, because of this pandemic, would be Deped TV, right? So let's talk about Deped TV first, right? So Deped TV, this is actually, you know, um, an initiative by the Department of Education here in the Philippines, right? It was launched around August 11, 2020, right, uh, as a test broadcast. And then now, um, and then their official launch was around like October 5. This was because, uh, if I remember correctly, classes were pushed back to October 2020, right? So they, uh, they matched the, the, lo- the official launch of Deped TV to coincide with the start of classes, right? So Deped TV is this, uh, channel. Well, I'm not really sure if it's a channel, but it's basically, uh, a block, a TV block wherein you would get to watch, you know, lessons, uh, educational lessons for all grades, right? From, I think, kinder to, well, K to 12, basically, right? And this was in response to the lockdown issues because, of course, schools were closed. Until now, they're still closed in terms of, like, you know, physically closed. And, you know, the Department of Education wanted to figure out a way to continue teaching uh, kids so that their education will not be hampered because of this pandemic, right? So they thought about different ways, and one of them was Deped TV, right? And this is mainly used for blended learning because uh, if you've ever watched, you know, a period of Deped TV, you would see that they have a whole TV schedule for you know eight hours. I think it's for the whole uh, for the whole workday, right? And then there's a schedule for. A particular subject for a particular grade level, right? And, you know, some teachers would use this for blended learning, right? So apart from the modules that they would deliver weekly, right, uh, some teachers would uh, tell their students to, hey, watch this uh, particular episode uh, in Deped TV and all that. And it's actually being shown in multiple TV stations as well as live streaming. I believe you could look at look it up, uh, IVC, which is a... TV, TV channel, right? They're live streaming it on Facebook. So, yeah, that's how it's usually uh, being broadcasted. Now, as of March 18, right, which was the latest, uh, March 15, rather, which was the latest uh, 
update from DepEd during their in-service training, right? They mentioned, quote, since its official launch, DepEd TV has produced 1,981 episodes from the first to the third quarter of the current school year, right? With production still ramping up. So that's already almost 2,000 episodes being produced for all year levels, for all subjects, right? And they also mentioned you know, several milestones ever since DepEd TV was launched in late 2020, Right. Some of them include the turnover of approved broadcaster training program and design that are uh, available upon request by the school's district office who tend to have their localized DEPED TV program. So if you've ever been, especially in the provinces wherein you have your individual school di- school's district office, right? if they ever decide to want to create their own personalized program, right? say they would want to teach a subject in their mother tongue and all that, right? they uh, they could easily coordinate with, you know, those uh, in the DepEd TV team to create their own content, right? Of course, they've trained uh, around 200 teacher broadcasters with a product and the product Produced 640 fully episode, fully ep, fully edited, sorry, fully edited, mastered, and formatted broadcast-ready TV lessons. Right? They've also turned over 25 audio-video lessons by bo- broadcast veterans and complete operations manual for broadcast TV. Basically, these milestones generally say that we've trained a lot of teachers to create their own content for TV broadcasting, and that's really great. Right? Um, I have to hand it to Deppet because it's no easy feat, right, to coordinate this in such a short amount of time. But, um, you know, for all its faults, which we will get to in a bit, right, Deppet TV is a one, is a great initiative because not every, uh, not everyone then, uh, has decent internet connection. All right, let's face it. Not everyone has decent internet connection. But what is one thing that almost all you know, all Filipino families have is at least a TV or access to television, right? So it's actually mass media at work, right? And of course, they have plans to ramp up promotions for other other platforms. Uh, they're trying to expand not just in TV, but I think they're also going to do uh, more uh, internet or online uh, content and all that. Now, of course... With any government initiative, it has its challenges, right? And some of the challenges cited, of course, by the teachers who were working for Deppet TV. Uh, these are some of the challenges that they cited. First, right, there's not a lot of budget. And that's always been a problem for almost anything, <laughs> any other, any government initiative that we have. There isn't enough budget, right? And if, if, and whatever budget that they do have, Right. Usually the funds would come in late. Right. Uh, I've seen stories of teachers na, you know, late dumadating yung kanilang compensation because some of them do get compensated. Right. Well, yeah, or at least being given funds so that they could produce their content. Right. Minsan late daw dumadating yun. Right. Uh, for some teachers, meron pang requirement that they, you know, apart from being a teacher broadcaster, they still have to report regularly to the central office. So their teacher duties aren't really suspended. They are still teachers. So they still do the paperwork. They still need to teach their students and all that. Right. And, you know, for some, there's actually no extra pay. This is actually like voluntary work. Right. Uh, the only thing that Deppin offered in return is that their units will be deloaded. So they would have, to teach like less classes and all that so that they could focus towards uh, Deped TV production. 
Now, you know, anyone who's ever been a teacher knows that's not enough. Hindi po yun sapat. Uh, but, you know, I digress. This is, uh, this is an ongoing challenge. And of course, this is the first year of Deped TV. So we have yet to see how, you know, it could improve, how it could be better. Another form of content that teachers are delving into, right? And I've seen this a lot of times, especially in Facebook groups uh, for teachers, right? Uh, the use of YouTube videos. Now, there are two ways that teachers can use YouTube videos or at least involve YouTube videos in their lessons. First, right, would be the use of already existing educational videos, Um Students would be familiar with with the names Khan Academy, Crash Course, uh, Professor Dave Explains. So these are just some of the uh, content creators out there, right? Who have created educational content that are being used in classrooms all around the world, including the, here in the Philippines, right? Personally, I use Crash Course videos every now and then to help my students enrich, uh, get enriched in their lessons. Right? Again, these are not ads. <laughs> I'm not. Uh, I'm not being paid to say this. I'm merely endorsing them based on my experience, right? So yeah, these are actually great content because they are, you know, visually appealing, aesthetically pleasing, and at the same time, they're very informative, right? It really supplements, uh, it really helps supplement uh, teachers, right? In their teaching uh, experience, right? Now, there are also teachers who I'm not sure if they're being forced or if they feel that they want to do uh, their own spin on things, right? But they're creating their own YouTube videos, especially here in the Philippines where, you know, we have, especially in the public school where we have this curriculum and these uh, competencies that we have to meet, right? A lot of the teachers out there are starting to create their own content, create their own educational videos. And, um, this is not to judge. Of course, they're, you know, they're making really great effort, but, uh, let's face it, they're, the quality of these videos, um, are not at the same par as those professional content creators like Crash Course and Khan Academy. And that's fine, right? There's nothing wrong with that. Of course, a lot of these teachers are still learning how to create their own videos, create their own content. Right. And it's more personalized kasi. I think that's the advantage that, uh, you know, you know, the students would get to hear their teacher's voice. Right. Uh, and they would get to hear, uh, their mom or their sir talk about the particular subject in their own voice and their own style. Right. And I think that sort, that personalization helps, uh, students cope up a little bit. Right. So, you know, some, there are two ways, there are some, there are multiple ways on how teachers create their own YouTube videos. Some of them just simply record slideshows that they made, right, with their voiceover. Uh, some of them would actually create graphics. I think these are the ones that I'm really, you know, uh, happy about. Yung talagang nag effort yung teacher na gumawa ng graphics just to make it appealing for their students. Uh, and yeah, I mean, it's really great. It's really, really great. Uh, teachers are getting into content creator, create content creation. Now we'll uh, pause for a little bit of a break, but after the break, we'll talk a little bit more about you know whether or not should we really be doing content. We'll take a look at the pros and cons of teachers being content creators right after this break. This is the Pissar Tales. This episode is brought to you by Dulce House, an online shop for your guilty pleasures. You can buy chocolate chip cookies, Oreo cheesecake cookies, and other baked goodies. Use the promo code PIPE 
That's P-I-P-E to get a 10% discount on your next purchase. Visit dulcehouse.com now! Mainit na diskusyonan. Masarap na kwentuhan. Malinamnam na usapan. At nakakagising na balitaktakan. Parang kape lang. My name is Jeff. And I'm Waya Angeline. Join us in our conversations at, at Coffee Na Lang Dear Podcast. Welcome back to the Pasara Tales where you're still with me, Sir Jay. And this week, we've been talking about content creation. Now, like I said, like I mentioned before the break, right? Let's take a look at some of the pros and cons of teachers being content creators. I mean, because with almost anything, right? There are pros and there are cons to this thing, right? Now, the most obvious pro is that teachers as content creators is a great idea because they get to create their content, right? They get to personalize it and they have the better grasp. They're teachers. This is their job to teach, right? And so being able to create their own content, right? It empowers teachers to, you know, reach and to learn more. Actually, this is a learning experience for uh, teachers being content creators because they get to learn a new skill and, you know, they get to be, they get to be creative in the way they uh, deliver their lessons, right? Uh, it's more fine-tuned, I believe, uh, for their students because they know what their students need. Right, they know how to reach their students, and so if they create their own content, if they are skilled enough to create their own content, I believe that would be more advantageous for you know teachers or for students rather, because uh, yeah, they know their students well. Now, uh, this is uh, this is my issue with teachers being content creators, and I'm not saying right, I'm not going to say that teachers shouldn't be content uh, creating content, right. In fact, if they want to create their own content, I applaud them. It's not easy, but if, if that's what they want to do, it's really, really wonderful. Because yeah, for all the for all the pros that I mentioned, but I did come across this article that I mentioned here uh, in the intro, right? I did come across this article uh, by a certain Dr. David Kellerman. He's an engineer and academic from the University of New South Wales in Sydney, right? And the article is titled. Academics aren't content creators, and it's regressive to make them so. Right, and I think you know where I'm going with this. Right, uh, he cited right in his article, Dr. Kellerman cited that there is a lack of interaction between teacher and student, and that's true. Right, one thing that this whole distance learning has done is that it severed the connection between teacher and student, which is the very foundation of schooling. Right, because we are no longer face to face with our students, right? That connection that we used to have, right, is now either severed or at a lesser extent, right? And trying to use created content to compensate for that uh, is not enough. It's definitely not enough, right? If um, for teachers, if you're familiar with the work of Lev Vygotsky. Right. One of his philosophies is that, you know, in cognitive development, in order for students, in order for children to develop in their cognition skills, right? Uh, Vygotsky mentioned that there is a need for what is known as, quote, a more knowledgeable other or the MKO, right? The MKO is 
could be your parent, could be a teacher, could be an educator, right? Basically, someone who will impart the knowledge to your children. And as they impart the knowledge to children, their ability to think, their ability to analyze increases, right? Now that we are socially distant, that thing has been severed. That connection has been severed. Right? It has been affected deeply and no amount of content creation could compensate for it. Right? Moreover, teachers are being rushed into the transition. Right? That's why I mentioned that I'm really uh, impressed and I'm really proud of teachers who have created their own content, especially at this time, because apart from the usual, uh, apart from the obvious uh, understanding that, you know, these are unprecedented times uh, no one is ne- not really no one is really optimized mentally and physically and all that right and yet for teachers to create their content right it's really a feat in itself but we have to call it we have to call a spade a spade right it has been rushed right teachers have been rushed into creating their own content right uh, i'd like to think uh, uh, i'd like to think that some of the teachers feel that they have to create content because, you know, it's the thing that... They probably think that creating content is their way of getting through these online classes, right? And it helps, right? Creating content helps. But, you know, I'm pretty sure not all teachers, especially the more uh, experienced teachers, I'm not necessarily sure if they are, uh, you know, skilled enough to create their own content, right? Maybe they hire other people to create their own content for them, and that's fine. Right. Uh, this is not a shade. This, this is not a shade, by the way. I'm not. I'm not saying these things to, uh, you know, to be condescending or to degrade teachers who are creating their own content, right? But with the influx or with the amount, with the multitude of content out there, especially on YouTube alone, right? I just don't understand why we would need to create our own content, pa. Right. I get that it's more personalized and like the pros that I mentioned a while ago, but, you know, one would think that maybe we don't have to create our own content because there are already a lot of people doing it for us, right? Why not just use theirs instead, right? And like like any podcaster or vlogger would know, content creation is extra work. And for a profession that already has a lot of work, right? Would you really want to add more work to that? Right? I get that there's going to be teachers that are going to say that this is a labor of love, right? That this is the noble thing to do. And again, that is fine. And that is really, really commendable, right? But let's be real. Content creation is extra work. And it might not be for everyone. All right, so that's what Doctor Doctor Kaliman has been mentioning in his article that maybe you know we don't need to we don't need to try so hard at being content creators, right? Because the more important thing, all right, and as we go into some of my personal thoughts, which I actually um, you know kind of agree with, right? He mentioned uh, Doctor Kaliman in his article mentioned that quote. The philosopher John Dewey told us that an educational experience, or what he called a community of inquiry, required a cognitive presence, which is the learner, the student, a social presence, which is the learning community, their classmates, right, and a teaching presence, which is the professor, the teacher, right. 
Now, the modern lecture theater, right? Post-printing press, basically where we are right now, right? Was supposed to be a place where students and professors came together to discuss the content, right? Now, when we go online, when we try to create a lot of content, and it's great that there's a lot of content out there, but the worry is that we are now trying to compress that modern lecture theater into 15-minute, in what they call, quote, 15-minute snacks, right? The soul of education begins to die. The community of inquiry must be reinvented for the digital campus, right? Basically, when you try to compress all these lectures, all the experiences of, you know, your classmate, you know, chit-chatting with your classmate trying to understand what the teacher said or, you know, asking questions and then the teacher would respond or the teacher asking questions and then the students would respond. That, you know, tit for tat is, is, is gone. And it's not really being, uh, it's not really being utilized in content creation, right? Because at least in the 15-minute video of the lecture, yes, it'll teach you the same thing, pero nawala yung interaction, which is really important in education. Right, and so personally, right, while I am a content creator, uh, it's something that teachers have to think about, right? Uh, because, yeah, maybe academics are not all of them, con- con- not all of them could be equipped to be content creators, and that's fine, right? Again, I will say it's okay for a teacher to be a content creator. I'm one, right? You can, right? And maybe you should. You know, if you if you have the bit, if you have the knack for it, if you if it's something that you want to do, go ahead, right? But for teachers who feel that they're maybe being forced into it, right? I'm here to tell you, don't have to, right? There's already a lot of content out there you can utilize them, right? You don't necessarily have to force yourself to be a content creator if you feel that you're not equipped to do so, right? I think that's where my worry comes from, right? That some of the teachers feel that they're being forced into this, whether directly uh, by their uh, superiors or maybe internally because they feel that they, this is the best way to uh, get their content to their students, right? There's nothing wrong with admitting that you don't, uh, you're not really good at it, right? And that's fine, right? I, I'm not, again, <laughs> sorry, I, I keep going back to this. I'm not here to degrade people. Right? I'm not here to discourage people, rather. Right? I'm not here to discourage people. Just saying that you don't have to force it because we are academics first and foremost. And I think the more important, the more important thing, right, as teachers, the more more important thing is how we touch our students' lives, right? How we connect with students, right? How we connect with students, especially in these times, right? And just by creating a vlog. I don't think that's, you know, simply connecting, right? Our, our, our job as teachers would have to be to connect with students on a more personal level, to get to know them, to understand them, to listen to them, right? To challenge them personally. These things are more important than us simply creating vlogs and podcasts and all that, right? And I think that's what teachers would have to think about, right? As we, you know, as we continue in these online classes. Um, you know, I hope that, of course, first of all, I, I hope that Deped TV would continue to uh, do great work, right? I hope they would improve, right? There's always room for improvement. There's nothing wrong, right? Uh, I do believe that they could do better. 
right? And for all the teachers who are creating content, again, I salute you. Congratulations, um, especially if this is something that you feel strongly about. Go ahead. Just keep doing what you do, right? And um, yeah. Anyway, that is our episode. Thank you very much for joining us in this week's The Pizarre Tale. Sorry if I'm a little bit all over the place, right? Uh, we'll just try to get back on our feet after that one week break. Uh, but uh, if you have any questions, if you have any comments, if you agree with my sentiments or if you disagree, feel free to uh, let me know about it. Be sure to follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at The Pizarre Tales for any messages, comments, questions. Um, of course, if you're part of the community, the Teacher's Lounge, you can also post your questions there or your comments. All right. If you don't want to do that, you can email us, thepizarretales at gmail.com. The original theme music that you heard and will hear was composed by EJ Drillian. Thank you very much, EJ. You should really check out his work. All right. Once again, this is Sergey wishing you a wonderful day. Mm-hmm.